in five, four, three, two, one, and we are live, live. Welcome to another episode of the Nobi Yet podcast. I'm here with a good old friend this time. Why don't you introduce yourself, buddy? I'm Matt. Okay, on a scale of like one to ten, how nervous are you right now? Uh, I put it at like a seven. A seven, like seven being like decently nervous. Decently, yeah. yeah. Dude, at, at the beginning of like this, like I was trying to get him on for like the longest time just because like um, he popped off like this year. We'll get more into that a little bit later, but um, this year was like super big. Um, so I was trying to get him on because he was always busy. Um, and then before this session, he was messaging me. He was like, yo, I'm shaking my boots. I'm so nervous. And I'm just like, yo, <laughs> it's just a combo, man. Just talk. <laughs> why are you exposing? Yo, why, why should I not expose, man? Hands, hands are sweaty. Uh, on my, like, sweater already. Mom spaghetti, you know? Okay, bro. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, but why don't you introduce yourself? Like, you said you're in the chin. Okay, cool. What do you do? Uh, where are you now? What what's what's life currently? What do you what do, what do you plan to do? Uh, so I'm a first year med student at Mac, I, but because we're online, I'm still just like an online med student. Um, I I came I went from I went to the same high school as you. Your favorite school, Longfields Davidson Heights. Absolutely hate that school. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um just chilling in Ottawa for now, but I can't wait for things to get better so I can dip to Hamilton. Dip to Hamilton. You sound excited when you say dip to Hamilton. It's like, yo, what's what's your what's your thought to Ottawa? What was like, why do you want to leave so bad? I have I have nothing against Ottawa. I just I was so excited after getting in to like leave, you know, like get the whole med experience, right? Um, like I went to U, I went to U Ottawa for undergrad too. Um, it's like going to uni in your hometown. Like I'm still living at home, right? So mm-hmm. I was just excited to like finally like leave and like go on that adventure, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you say doctor, like the med field is so big. What what doctor are you trying to become? As someone who's like knows nothing about med, what doctor are you trying to become? <laughs> So there's there's still a long time before I make that decision, um, but like, so like I'm I'm trying to keep an open mind right now. I have some like thoughts about what I'm like might be interested in, but I don't mm-hmm. want to like lock myself in for something mm-hmm. yet, you know. Okay, but but do you have an idea of what you want to lock yourself in? <laughs> Is it <that> like generally <laughs> like plastics or other stuff? Other stuff that I absolutely know nothing about. Uh, something I will say is that um, I, when I first decided I wanted to go into medicine, um, so like throughout my t- time, like as a pre-med, my mind has changed about this a lot. Like, mm-hmm. In high school, I remember at first I was okay with just being like a family doctor or something. But um, as time went on, like I realized I wanted something different than that. Um, so at one point I was really interested in surgery but mm-hmm. like learning more about something like um sometimes you realize like this is this just isn't for me right mm-hmm. so like um i i did spend a lot of time thinking about like the possibility of me going to surgery um i i still keep it open as an option 
but right now I feel that I'm leaning towards something non-surgical because non-surgical. The, big, mm-hmm. the, the big reason being like um, in surgery, you have like, like, I really like the idea of what you do in surgery, mm-hmm. but the work-life balance is kind of like a big, something like that pushes me away from it, you know? Okay, wait, what is, what is that work-life balance actually like? Because I actually don't know. Like, I only hear, like, horror, horror stories of, like, 14-hour shifts or whatever, but I don't know if that's accurate. To be honest, those horror stories are probably true of more than just surgical specialties. Like, okay. a, a lot of specialties in medicine have to deal with that. But mm-hmm. surgery is just, like, the stereotypes are kind of true for that. Like, um, like I talked to, like surgeons and like surgical residents yeah you tell me like like the hours are not good especially in residency Mm -hmm. um like you have like super long work weeks Mm -hmm. um often you'll see having to get up real early like 6 a.m and coming home like super late Mm -hmm. um and it's it's kind of super unpredictable especially if you're in a specialty that has to take call um like you might have to come in at in the middle of the night to like go perform an emergency procedure like mm-hmm. i don't know I'm, I'm not trying to get woken up that often you know <laughs> that often that often yeah, that, like I'll, <laughs> I'll i'll be okay with this uh, on on occasion but um yeah. i don't want it to be a regular thing that i have to deal with oh okay that makes sense well okay then why don't you take me back to the first week this is like i don't think we always like we never really have super candid conversations so that's why i'm also like kind of hyped for this so I'm like, wow, I actually get to know the psyche of my friend here, who I've known since like grade seven, question mark. We have candid conversations. What are you saying? Okay, we do have <laughs> candid conversations, but I never really asked for like your background story or like stuff like that. I, because like true. for context, like in high school or like middle school, because we knew each other in grade seven. But like how our friend group worked is that we would always meet each other like for lunch um but then when we went home we went home so we didn't really like talk to one another or engage with one another that much um outside of school so it's very much like in school so in school we're like very close but then outside we kind of tend to do our own things so why don't you take me back to like middle school i remember you want to be a dentist in middle school yes um (laughs) (laughs) it's it's because um so on the street i live on one of my family friends is a Mm -hmm. dentist Mm -hmm. and so like Growing up, I kind of idolized um, my family friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, take your kid to work day. I went to um, his dentist office, mm-hmm. and up until that point, I actually wanted to go into dentistry. Okay, um, but like after actually shadowing it, like I don't want to like knock any like dentist. <laughs> it it's just not for me. Like, <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I didn't find it like super interesting. <laughs> Hey, if if you want to flame dentists, be my guest, okay? Like, I'm no, not that, myself, it's, but, uh, it's just not not for me personally. Okay, 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 okay. So that was middle school, and when did you evolve into wanting to be a doctor? So it, did like dentistry put you on a path of oh, I, I want to do something in biology? Uh, I'd say like it was more that because I liked science and like different sciences like biology. Mm-hmm that um it kind of led me to believing that i could be a dentist so like mm-hmm. my my interest in science was before dentistry mm-hmm. and i'm actually really curious about this one because um 
just like some thought, because my thought, at least with science, is there's always like two paths, actually two traditional paths, always engineering and then med. So it's like, why not engineering? <laughs> you could have came so, to uni with me. We could have been the same uni. True. So yeah, um, engineering, like big on physics, right? Yeah. <laughs> me, not so big on physics. I did not like physics. Um, <clears throat> Like I could do physics, mm-hmm. it just like it was a lot harder for harder for me than like biology. Uh, even chemistry was like okay for me, mm-hmm. but physics I feel like I had to like try really hard to understand the like, concepts and spend a lot more time mm-hmm. than I w- would have to for any other subject. Mm-hmm. And so like I feel like if it doesn't come naturally to me and there's no like big interest in that field. Mm-hmm then there's no reason for me to pursue it, you know? Uh, okay, and then bio for you came, like, more naturally, or it was more, I guess, easy to, like, get, understand things? Yeah, like, I would say that um, I have a really good memory, so that helps me a lot in subjects like bio, where um, you can just memorize things, and it, right. it helps a lot with, like, being able to uh, keep a good understanding of things. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, if I understand a topic, um, I pretty much instantly memorize it. So, so, like, that helps with bio where, like, things are relatively easy to understand. Mm-hmm. So, like, after I, like, read something, think about it, and I'm like, okay, I understand this, it's kind of, like, ingrained in my mind. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, in physics, where, like, I have that big barrier of trying to understand it in the first place, mm-hmm. that's why that kind of subject is a lot harder for me. Uh-huh. And then you're, it seemed like you were pretty set on being a doctor. I remember, okay, this guy on all his, like, assignments and stuff, you already know, on all his assignments and stuff and signatures, you would always write, <laughs> you would always write M.D. Uh, Lay, your last name, right? Or M.D. Lee. Lay M.D. Yes. Yeah, sir. Lay M.D. For, for people who don't know, M.D., what does M.D. stand for? A doctor of medicine. <laughs> yeah. So why, why did you write that? Uh, okay, I wasn't. <laughs> this isn't. This isn't some like. This isn't some like like cocky thing where I'm like, yeah, I know I'm gonna. This is like, okay. First of all, it was just for jokes, right? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. nobody, would take that, nobody would take that seriously. Like, w- my teachers would read it and be like, yo, what? <laughs> but, but like, also, it, in a way, it's kind of like a motivator, right? Like, mm-hmm. like if you've seen other nobody yet podcasts. Um, uh, I like that reference. <laughs> talking, talking about um, <laughs> not making like, like not just talking, but like actually like following through with what you say. Like when I wrote that, like I, it was with every intention that like no matter how long it took, eventually I was gonna reach that goal, right? Mm. So Damn. in a way, it was just a motivator. So you knew early on. I mean, also, like, keep in mind, this was jokes, too, right? Yeah, that's also very true. You were, like, one hell of a memer in high school and still are a very big memer yes, um, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because, like, that would be, like, always a pretty funny memory. Like, literally on all his assignments, you would write, like, MD, uh, and it will be everywhere. And, like, literally teachers will look at it. He would sign yearbooks with that, too, I think. And then <laughs> literally teachers will look at it and be like, SMH, shake my head, and like, get no, the other person's they, paper. They probably looked at it, but they were like, respect. This guy knows what he wants. 
<laughs> or he's like, or they're like, mm, cocky, cocky kid. We'll see. see two years from now. Two years from now. Okay. So high school came. You wrote MD on all your papers. You transitioned from being a dent, wanted to be a dentist to a dentist. <laughs> okay. Senior year rolls around. Um, and I guess now is when you went more all in into med. Did you like explore other areas too? Like I actually didn't know this because I know you did wagers with someone with a friend oh. <laughs> in business you want to you want to explain that <laughs> no, why, don't you, why don't you explain it? i think i think you'll be better because you were actually in it versus i was a bystander um okay well on top of sciences i loved like business courses right like mm. I, I i would say that i'm pretty business-minded um so basically like i loved business courses they were super easy for me it was like a bird course um <laughs> you're so, sort of flex. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was easy for like everyone okay so like okay. so so somebody are 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 we gonna name drop no we will not it's name not a, drop here okay this isn't a rose though is some one of our close friends um is in business and i i was like yo like bet i can i can beat you in this business course he was like, "No way! Like, you, you really think you can beat me? Like, I'm, I'm actually going into business. Like, relax, stick to science." I was like, "I like, like hundred bucks. Like, I can, I can do better than it you." It was a hundred. He didn't actually pay me anything, but okay. <laughs> like, we know, we all know. We all yeah. know he owes you a hundred. <laughs> like the the bet was hundred bucks. Um, whoever gets a higher mark. Right, mm-hmm. uh, the course is international business. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we all know who got the higher mark. Light work, light work. <laughs> <laughs> <And Okay>. Here <laughs> we are, and I'm still without this hundred bucks. <laughs> okay, I see, I see. Okay, we'll catch. We'll we'll get you that hundred dollars. Okay, because legit. Hey, man, that I remember because I remember being on the sidelines and. He was like so cocky. Like our friend was so cocky that he was gonna make a hundred dollars, but uh, it, I guess it'll play out. <laughs> it'll play out in his favor. <laughs> okay, so I guess did you explore like that many other places? I know you said you didn't like physics that much. Um, I guess you explored business on the basis of a hundred dollars? Question mark. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I explored business in that like I was actually considering it like. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the courses. Don't get me wrong. Um, I I'm still open open to like doing something. Yeah. With regards to business, like mm-hmm. um, like starting like businesses if I get like the right idea. But oh, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like in terms of my actual like number one goal and mm-hmm. like number one career path. Um, no, I never I never considered that. Okay, Evan. How about anything in math? Because we also have like someone in math in our friend group. So it's like, because I remember math contests were a very big point of competition back in our nerdy high school days. No, sir. I did. I never considered math. Um, like, I would say, okay, like in grade seven is when I peaked mm-hmm. in math. That was when I was like, <laughs> I still like little grade seven me. I was. <laughs> 
I was too nice. I didn't even go. But then like it went like all downhill from there. <laughs> um, no, like I I did like the math contest and like like grade seven, grade eight. That's when I was mm-hmm. at the top. Mm-hmm. And then like I just stopped like caring about it. So mm-hmm. throughout high school, like I I I still like did well per se. Like, mm-hmm. but but not like on the level of like you you know this this unnamed math person unnamed math person <laughs> who's also very also in bio too that's actually pretty funny oh i, w- I was talking about a uh, waterloo math <laughs> oh yeah no he's not in bio um yeah he will will unnamed well he will not be named but anyways okay <laughs> <laughs> and okay and in in high school like how did you because i actually don't know this so like after we left high school after we left campus what did you do at home most of the time like were you just like studying all day like i was <laughs> so i was a big nerd honestly like i don't know if i should be exposing myself but like <laughs> i did not study that much um i should okay no matter how I put this, it's gonna mm-hmm. sound like a flex. But like, like, <laughs> so I, flex. Okay. flex but honestly, at the same time, it just seem, it'll also make me seem like waste. So like, I don't know. Like, I, I have like a really short attention span. Right? <laughs> so, uh huh. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, like, in terms of studying, like, mm-hmm. I can't just sit down and and just like study for a long period of time, mm-hmm. like most people, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Like I remember the other day you asked me about like the Pomodoro technique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I can't use I can't even do that. Like it's like I think it's twenty five minutes, five minutes break. Off, yeah. And then like and then you kinda like repeat the cycle. I think some at some points it changes to like a ten minute break or something. A ten minute break, like, like after every four every four Pomodoro sessions. Yeah. Um like even that is too much for me. Because <laughs> a five minute break isn't enough for me to reset. So like basically, um, in undergrad, I would say I did not study that much, just mm-hmm. because w- one, I didn't, I, I don't have the attention span, <laughs> and <laughs> two, I, I didn't really need it, because like, like I said, the for me studying is just trying to understand the material, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. if if it's something that's hard for me to grasp, uh-huh. then yeah, it'll take me a long time. Um, so I'll I'll just spend time like looking at different resources, trying to like. Um, get different perspectives on how to mm-hmm. understand a concept. But like, once I understand something, I don't really read it over and over to try to memorize it. Like, it's just there. So, um, in terms of like having to spend a long time studying, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I study to get new material, but I don't have to like keep reviewing it. Um, but in terms of like actual study habits, like I I can't sit down and study for a long time. What I do is. First of all, I have to be in the zone. Like I have to okay. be in the mindset. <laughs> yeah, I have to yeah, be in the, the mindset. Like, uh-huh. like in other words, like it has to be the day before. But <laughs> <laughs> I have to have like that Good. motivator. Like, like mm-hmm. if you don't do it now, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> like when when the when the conditions are right, then I I can like I go ham for like as long as I can until I feel like um my mind's not working yeah. as well. Like I'm starting to like like fade out my attention span mm-hmm. so at that time like i just stop just like go relax do whatever 
like chill. And then like when I'm feeling nice, I'll come back. And then it kind of like repeats like that. Mm-hmm. Damn. Okay. I did not know you were like one of the visa like after uni, like I know like the oh I'll study like the night before. Like that's so common. And I never knew that. But like I never knew you were one of those people too. Hmm, interesting. I would if I didn't start uni like that. Like when I started, I was like, okay, like I need to do whatever I can to set myself mm-hmm. up to be successful, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna like no more like last minute studying like in high school. I'm gonna go ham. I'm gonna make sure I have the right study <laughs> habits. Uh-huh. I have, I have like, everything planned out. I was, I was gonna do this, 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 uh-huh. and uh, that quickly. Like I'd say after like one month, that stopped. <laughs> like, it's just not sustainable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, then why don't you take me to first year then? So first year out of our, our high school in Ottawa, and you also did pretty good in high school. I remember getting the governor's award. I'll flex for you. Something like the highest hey, average of high school or something. Respect. Yeah, I'll flex for you. Um, this fool. I remember on the award ceremony, we're literally just like, who will get it? Who's going to get it? Who's going to get it? It was like between us two and like three other people or like a couple other people too. And we're just like, it's going to be one of us. I mean, this fool gets it. So No, but like I didn't get... I was cheesed because that like they give you a card before, right? That shows all uh, the awards you're gonna get. Oh, they do, yeah. My card, my card was like blank. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. <laughs> so, first of all, like I, yeah, I did get that, but I didn't get I didn't get any subject awards. It makes no sense, right? Like I got, <laughs> I get, yeah, I got the highest average, but I didn't get the highest mark in any one course. Hey man, well, I, I, your... did, I, I did. I did, but I didn't get the award for it. Uh-huh. Hey man, <laughs> it just meant you were consistent. It just meant you're succ- you were like consistently good, okay? You never you never like spiked in something super good, you know? No, but like that morning, I was, <laughs> like when we got that card, I was like, I was shook. <laughs> like, there's no way I got nothing. <laughs> Dude, just give me one thing, man. <laughs> And then, like, I was, I was looking depressed. Like, I was walking up. They called my name. I'm like, like, <laughs> I don't want to be here. And then they're like, Governor Generals. I'm like, Yo, me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, and then they're like, No, just kidding. It was actually for the person after you. We, we missed it. <laughs> like, to this day, they made a mistake. <laughs> they Steve Harvey'd it, but they never did the came back. They never came back. Hey, it's, my name is on it. It's all good. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Governor's General Award. Average, good high school experience. Um, you want to do men, so you go into Ottawa, and that was mostly your parents wanted you to go, right? Your parents wanted you to stay. Oh, it was not by choice. <laughs> Mac selected for me. <laughs> okay, I applied. I applied to two schools, right? Mm-hmm. I applied to Ottawa. And I applied to Mac. Mac Health Site. And oh, you did. <laughs> and oh, obviously, I did not get into Mac Health Site. So, okay. So that left me at Ottawa. But the okay. thing is, mm-hmm. like, the big reason why everyone, like, every pre med in high school, you ask, is going to want to, everybody wants Mac Health Site, right? Yeah, why don't you give some but, context for that? So, the, the reasoning behind this uh-huh. is because people, pe- the word on the street is, word I'm on not going to. I'm not going to confirm if this is true or false. You can true. do your own research <laughs> to find that. But um, word on the street is that at Mac Health site, 
their grades are like it's easy to get good grades because mm-hmm. they inflate them and so that leaves you with more free time to like do extracurriculars volunteering research whatever you want to do right because it's easy to get good grades there so allegedly allegedly <laughs> <laughs> so I, so like i was bummed that i didn't get to go but like i was okay i heard rumors like people who went to biomed before at u ottawa like that's the program i did right mm-hmm. so like rumors i heard when i was in high school was that like you think you're you think you're good in high school like scrap everything you know when you hit uni especially in biomed like you're expect your marks to drop at least 10 percent yeah i was like 10 10 percent like that's a lot so i was scared because of that but like when i actually got there honestly i found it easier than high school yo what (laughs) i did not notice (laughs) what at ldh um our our sciences right like yeah i i found it like kind of annoying in the fact that if you got everything right it didn't mean you got a hundred because like the the way they mark it is that like a three is meets expectations and a four is oh, yeah, yeah. expectations. Yeah, it's so like the like, level grading system. You can know everything and and like regurgitate everything from the textbook. And that's like a three. So it makes no sense. But basically like you have to somehow go above and beyond a textbook mm-hmm. answer to get like like high nineties or something, right? Mm-hmm. So like like in that was like my kind of idea of like how science grading was gonna work. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like like my so LDH, I got whatever. Now I'm just gonna have to subtract ten percent from this. Right? <laughs> so like that was not the case. I find that in uni, it's more it's more objective for the most part. Mm-hmm. In that, like when you're tested in exams, it's more like okay, um, they're gonna ask you about like this pathway. Like, um, if this happens to a, um a molecule, mm-hmm. what's gonna be the change? Mm-hmm. down the pathway like explain the mechanism and something like that like if you know the, the theory behind it and all the concepts that you need to know and you, you're able to like critically think and mm-hmm. problem solve like you can get a hundred so as long as you know your stuff you're good but like <clears throat> like even if i knew everything for a test going in high school i would not be confident that i could get a really good mark you know mm-hmm. so i i liked that about uni like it's more about what you know and about like critically thinking than about like trying to like like bs your way to a better answer you know that is true i remember high school being so much bs and i absolutely hated it but okay for me like you say the 10 percent was not accurate for you and i'm just like god damn well i guess it makes sense <laughs> because you're in med school now um but you're legit an engineer, you know? hey man that 10 percent it was very real okay <laughs> Albeit, like, that 10%, like, given the scaling of, like, averages for GPA and UFT is pretty lenient. Um, mm-hmm. It still didn't hurt me that much as it should have if I was in other places. But, yeah, that 10% was very real. Um, yeah, that 10 uh, to 20% um, feels bad. <laughs> <laughs> but the, like, it's, it's a different set of circumstances, right? Like, you, in your program... I, I doubt employers are looking at your transcript and they're thinking like, damn, this guy has low marks. Like, like 
I, there's no way they're looking at your marks and think like looking down on it, right? Like, I feel like in other fields, experience is way more important. Like even in this field, it is too. But like it's like that on top of having to have like the top grades. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think like at least in engineering, it's like I guess if you want to do the masters or like future like grad school and stuff like that, then GPA would like, matter so much. Um, if your industry, it doesn't matter. Depending on the firm, like now I'm like starting That's to apply true. to a lot of like quantitative trading firms or like um, like Wall Street firms and stuff like that, and they care so much about GPA and they care about what uni you go to and all that jazz. It's like you apply on their website and it's like select which university you go to, and then there's a drop down box, and it's like do you go to Harvard, Stanford, MIT, uh, Yale, Princeton, or other? And I'm just like, well, um, I guess I'm other question mark. <laughs> and then you don't even have a text box to specify what you need to go to. It's just out there. So, so yeah. <laughs> what, is, what exactly is like quantum training? Okay, so I can't talk about this that much because like I don't know that much. But like from what I get from a friend who is a quantitative trader, it's kind of like so like in stock markets, right? How people trade, yeah. how like retail traders trade, how like me and you would trade. We literally just see it goes up. We just sell or we buy more. Get greedy. Yo, I, I analyze technicals, bro. I look at technicals. Tech, technicals, quote unquote, technicals. Yeah. Legit, he, he would message me one day. Context: This guy started getting to investing or like trading. He would message me one day, and be like, "Yo, this stock just rose by twenty percent or something." Or, "Yo, I'm so <laughs> depressed. It's falling." Those, those are the those are the early days. Now, <laughs> Don't worry, I, now like. I I got all the technicals on my mind, bro. I'd be charting oh. it before I make any big moves. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, in a quant trader, they they turn it even more. Okay, so it's like you got technicals. No, they got technicals. Okay, it's like <laughs> I can't even speak much of it because I don't know the technicals. But like I remember, I was like looking because I was like preparing for an interview, right? Um, which I didn't get, but. <laughs> It was like a textbook of like stuff you prepare for the interview, right? And just imagine all the ugliest probability questions you could think of, like with like different um, Bayes theorem, which is something about conditional probability and just different combinations of all these probability questions. Um, And that's like on top of like all the math and like brain teasers. So like one stupid thing they would ask in these interviews when being a quant trader, which is kind of like, I guess, trading based on quantitative metrics. So like, let's say standard deviation or averages or whatever. I'm assuming it's like, for sure, it's much more complex than that. But from a, a stupid guy explaining, aka me, that's like a quantitative trader. I mean, they execute like really fast trades based on like milliseconds from their like so it's, softwares. So it's like algo trading. Yeah, it's kind of like, like algo trading, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. so they have to build yeah. like machine learning models. I don't know, like I'm pretty sure machine learning models or some statistical models, right? Um, that can determine when to buy, sell, and then when to trade what commodity, and then how to price stuff and stuff like that. All right, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of like twenty levels up of what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Buy and hold, bro. Buy, Buy and hold. hold. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's like that's quantitative trading. I mean, they would ask questions like they would ask brain teasers, which is like questions I hate the most. It's like one brain teaser I got is absolutely stupid. It's like let's say there's eight stalls and then there's a goat in each stall. Now these goats teleport. So every time you open a stall door, the goats all teleport to a, a stall that's beside the current one. And then the question goes, how many doors do you have to open until you're guaranteed to see all the goats? At this point, I still don't know what the answer is. Like, 
and they expect you to do that in like two minutes. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you get it, and it's just like, oh, oh, eight, eight. Like <laughs> I don't know. Like all right, ten. All right, twenty. I don't know. What if? What if you guess it right? And it's like, yo, this guy's a genius. That's true. That's true. But, like, what are the chances of guessing it right? It's like, oh, yeah, no, it's actually 251. It's like, I can't guess that number. I'm going to guess eight or something dumb. Okay, but anyways, yeah, yeah, so that's kind of like quantitative training. So I guess in terms of those jobs, it becomes much more, like, grades-oriented because they're looking for, like, really geniuses or like very smart very smart people to like manage yeah, their billions sure. of dollars right yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can imagine but yeah, yeah yeah okay so first year was pretty straightforward for you how were your habits in first year because this is something i don't know i was like getting toasted in my major um like every day was like legit studying and dying so how, how about you how's life <laughs> i kind of already told you that i'm like yeah <laughs> i was chilling like I I find okay. I struggled like a couple times. I'd say throughout undergrad, and yeah. mostly it's just like with certain courses, like like organic chemistry. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. that was like I clutched that course so hard. Like I remember, like at this point, like I had like all perfect grades, right? Mm-hmm. So then I I I started taking orgo one, so organic chemistry. Yeah. Um. So like. I'm like, I, I already felt that I was like decently weak in chemistry compared to like all my other courses, like anatomy, bio, those types of things. Mm-hmm. Like chemistry was okay for me, but I didn't really like it. Yeah. So going into organic chemistry, like I was like, okay, it's all good. It's all good. I'm just gonna make sure I try harder on this course, and I'll be fine. So like my first midterm rolls around, I get like absolutely destroyed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the lowest mark I've ever gotten. So I'm like, like, how am I gonna recover from this? Like, it's my my dream is over. I just, I just got stopped. so I'm like, I was feeling really down. So like, I I tried hard, harder and harder on that course. Second midterm rolled around. Um, I did okay. Like, still like way worse than all my other courses, but like not as bad as the first time. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I'm like, all right, there's no way I can bring it up to the rest of it. So I remember. Going into the final, because of like assignments and my lab, mm-hmm. my markup boosted a bit. Mm-hmm. But like, I like basically before all my finals, I calculate like what mark do I need to get my desired. <laughs> yo, yo. Like, everyone has that spreadsheet. Like, everyone has that spreadsheet somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, so but I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't like. Let's say I wanted a ninety, right? Yeah. I wouldn't put ninety. I'd say like, what mark do I need for eighty nine point five? You already know we round up in here. So, so I'm like on that on that final to get the mark I wanted, I needed like like a ninety two point five or something, mm-hmm. which is like way higher than anything I've gotten so far on any test in the course, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, what? I I ain't getting it. <laughs> like like I've had two chances to get that before, got yeah. nowhere near it. There's no way I'm getting it now. Mm-hmm. So like, I remember like after that final, I. I, it was like the worst I've ever felt after a test. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, "There's no way I got what I needed." But like, I got the mark. I I remember like a few weeks later, right? And like, oh, I opened it up. Like, 
how bad is it gonna be my mark exactly 92.5 <laughs> so i was like that's cool like on the dot what i needed to clutch my way out so <laughs> that's like that's like the most stressed i would I've been in undergrad. After that, everything was like smooth sailing. <laughs> Yo, what? <laughs> what? The first year, it was just like a organic chem, like, oh my god, what is this gonna be? And that was our scariest moment. <laughs> Dude, organic chem is no joke, right? Damn, dude. Okay, wait. So you were doing school and you're doing it pretty well. What else were you also doing? Because I remember you said before that you were like preparing, getting into the mindset, MD, 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 MD laid on all the test papers. So like you, you start doing research then too, right? Like you start beefing yeah. up the CV for med school. Okay. So like one thing to, that a lot of people don't know about getting into med is everyone's sort of, facts. or I, most, most people feel that like, or had, kind of have the idea that so, someone gets like perfect marks and like you're guaranteed a spot in med all of mm-hmm. a sudden. Like, in in Canada, at least, that's that's not the case. Like, basically, I'd say GPA is like a third of your application, if if that much. Mm-hmm. Like, I know like I know like friends who I have who have like insanely high marks, and I believe like they should have gotten in this year with me. Um, but like, I know people who like have like nearly like, perfect GPAs and like didn't get interviews. Right, so. It's just put it into perspective, like how competitive the process has gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, but so basically, other things that look at um are your MCAT marks. So the Medical College Admissions Test. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a big standardized test that um anyone who wants to go into med has to take. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They also look at like extracurriculars, um, volunteering activities, research, basically mm-hmm. like all the stuff you do outside of school, right? So, like, you talked about research, um, so in first year, I think, I applied for something called NSERC, it's like a scholarship for, um, it's a, it's a scholarship for, like, summer, or summer research project where they fund your project for the, for you to work full-time in a research lab, um, so I, I worked in, like, um, a cell, cellular and molecular medicine lab at, U Ottawa, and so that what that is is like it's it's wet lab research. So basically, like you're it's the wet. one going in, <laughs> like basically, like, you're you're going in and actually like pipetting things, like um doing cell cultures. Uh-huh. You're actually like looking at microscopes. Yeah. Um, so basically, you're you're actually doing like the dirty work, right? So like that stuff was not for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> like. I feel like like clinical re- clinical research I'm fine with. Um, I find that super interesting. But mm-hmm. like wet lab research, like when you're assessing how protein X Y Z affects a pathway, and like you're you're like you have to make uh, design your experiments, and then you go and like culture cells, but then like one drop of contaminant ruins your whole batch of cells. So now you gotta <laughs> do it again. Like, I'm like like. Like respect to people who do that stuff because it's not easy, but like it's so easy to mess up your data. And when you when you mess up your data with like a tiny little thing like that, it messes up like a month's worth of work. So you got to start all over. Like, <laughs> it is not for me. <laughs> Holy! Like, 
so I also did. I was also doing research um, at the hospital, mm -hmm. um, just like in a spine surgery clinic. Uh huh. Th that was more interesting for me. Um, it's more like looking at how. Um, I was looking at like clinical practice guidelines and like mm -hmm. how people were following them. Um, what factors might have caused people to deviate from them more? That sort of thing. So like I feel like that type of research for me, where I can see like. Um, an immediate um, thing where like immediate well, outcome or some sort. Yeah, immediate outcome yeah. where like you can act on it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, let's say like I find because of like socioeconomic status, um, these patients are being mistreated for this sort of procedure. Like, you can like publish that data and like really like make make the suggestion that like resources resources should be put into like correcting this. Mm -hmm. um, like system systematic discrimination things like that uh, okay okay damn you did two research things the first year like first two years i did more in my second year but yeah yeah like i i didn't do as much research as other people i feel mm -hmm. like there are people who did way more research than me don't get me wrong like but that wasn't really a big focus of mine i would say like i thought it was I did a good amount of it, but it wasn't like my number one goal. I'd say I spent a lot more time on like extracurriculars and mm -hmm. like volunteer organizations, things mm -hmm. like that. Okay, okay. So, so I guess your time was very much just like school, which is very minimal. <laughs> <laughs> Not the same. Feels bad. School was literally my life for my first two years, um, just because I was getting destroyed. Um, so school was like a little, 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 like one quarter or a quarter or something. And then you have research, which is like a third or something. And was like the rest extracurriculars? Like, is that like kind of the three quadrants? This isn't the MCAT stages yet, right? No. So MCAT, I wrote in the summer after second year. Yeah. Um, so like extracurriculars, at that time, I think I was doing like band, you know, like NAC. So, like, we're still traveling and doing performances for that. Oh, um, you were oh, right. I, you were in NAC. Yes, sir. I forgot about that completely. So, like, I thought that was like a pretty fun experience. So, mm -hmm. like, it it wasn't easy, and it was like something I enjoyed. So, like, mm -hmm. that's that's like I think something that's like super important for anyone who like. A lot of people just do ECs to like pad their CV, right? Like, yeah. um, I think this is going to look good to admissions committees, so I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really important to find something that you love doing. Um, and that way, like, not only are you padding your CV, like, and boosting your chances of achieving your goals, but like, you're having fun while doing it. So, mm -hmm. like, what's the saying? Like, um, I don't know. I blanked, dude. Low, low attention low attention span low attention but like, span <laughs> but like the point is like, <laughs> like if i'm if i'm just chilling and i'm getting my resume padded because of it like mm -hmm. that's a win right so yeah it's also super important for like um careers where like the academics are super important right mm -hmm. you need to have something that um you can relieve stress with like to keep that mental health like if if someone's studying all day trying to keep that good gpa but 
like at what cost right right i think the the biggest thing is mental mm -hmm. so like if your mental is good like everything else will follow if you're like like if you're determined like there comes a point where you you need to stop like make sure you don't overwork yourself and just like take yeah. care of yourself mentally right yeah. so like having hobbies like this is a good way to do that yeah i remember yeah that's like such a big thing that i i seen myself i guess if i look back on my past two on my first two years it was very much just like trying to figure out what i wanted to do um and a really big problem was like managing stress now i guess in for me, I never really stressed. I just like if I did bad, I just did bad, and it felt bad. But <laughs> I don't know if that's like feels stress. Bad. <laughs> that's just the feels bad all around. But um, it's important. I think definitely like a lot of people um, in at least in engineering. So for med, it'll be for bio, it'll be like oh, I want to go to med school, and that's kind of like the the first goal, right? Um, engineering is like oh, I want to get um, Fang or I want to work for um, the big five tech companies or whatever um x tech companies want to work at right um and it's always like, okay how do i get in and people are just padding their whole resume with like i'll do projects i'll do this i'll do that oh my god i'll i have a good gpa and, I, and all these things but then it's like okay but like what are you what are, what are your hobbies like yeah like <laughs> like what are your actual hobbies like if i meet you i don't want to talk about your software project no i want to know who you are you know it's just um, I think people often get, I guess, too too anchored and too focused on it. Yeah, for um, sure. and they forget everything else, and they forget that that everything else, like you playing in a jazz band. Um, I'll be a very successful jazz band in Ottawa because I remember wanting to play in it in grade nine. Obviously, I quit in grade twelve. So, oops. Um, <laughs> but playing in a jazz band, and then I guess, um, or like organizing events or doing something else, that's also like very impressive, right? I feel like a lot of people just get caught up in like everything i do needs to be something that will boost my resume right yeah like i had uh, it comes a point where like you're spending all your time working towards that but you're not <clears throat> like taking care of yourself but also i i don't think like an admissions committee would even like that like mm -hmm. you have to show that you have a like you have interests outside of like school research things like that mm -hmm. right yeah, there's always the biggest thing. It's like having a diverse interest set. And it's also like just conversation-wise. And it's like even in like, I guess, my setting where it's like, oh, you're having interviews and we have like typical interviews or behavioral interviews. So even in behavioral interviews, if they're like, oh, what's a moment where you had a conflict in a team? And it's just like, well, if you don't have those experiences, you can't draw from them. So then you're just making stuff up within your project. But that's still yeah. like really technical. But like, let's say you ask me that, and I'm like, oh yeah, I played in jazz band, and we're fighting over who gets the solo. <laughs> <laughs> then it's like, well, hey, this is something completely cool that the recruiter probably haven't heard of before. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, that's never happened to me. <laughs> you want to take it, but uh, <laughs> the other the other part of the equation is like volunteer stuff. Um, mm -hmm. The big problem I have is that, like, because of, I'd say, like, it's not completely the student's fault in that, mm. like, there's, like, a kind of, like, a toxic culture, I feel, in undergrad um, for pre -meds. Like, like, everyone, is, it's a stereotype, so everyone knows this, but, like, I feel like um, in a lot of places, there's a lot of competition, which is natural because of how competitive it is to get in, like, and it's 
it's only getting worse. But like because of that, people are just like like they they kind of have an expectation of oh, so if I want to get in, I'm gonna have to like start this organization and start that mm-hmm. organization. But um, but what that leads to is like you have a bunch of random clubs on campus that don't <laughs> actually do anything. Like I, the thing that got me was there's like a pre med society. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm low key calling them out, but there's a, there's a pre-med society at U Ottawa. Yeah. And I was like, I, I was interested in medicine, right? So I'm like, so how do I join this thing? Like, I go to their Facebook page and everything. I'm like, I looking to see like where the like sign up link is. Like, do I like put my email there, student number? Like, how do I get like, mm-hmm. access to their events? So then I, I can't find anything on their Facebook page. Except for people like messaging or like p- dropping the comments, like, how do I join? Like, I emailed you guys asking, and then nobody responds to them. It's like, like, I can't, I, this isn't confirmed, but what I assume is just like, like, someone started the club, they don't actually do anything, so they're not trying to take people in. And like, likely they're just like, like using that to put on their resume, right? But they don't yeah. actually, don't actually want to spend the time to do anything good with it. So like, I think that's one thing I'm most proud of is that like, I actually did the things that mattered, right? So like, yeah, actually like raised a bunch of money every year for like, mm-hmm. um, like the food cupboard in Ottawa. Why don't you actually take like, me through that? Because I remember, um, this was is this second year, if my memory serves correct. Uh, it was it was in first year, second semester. Okay, first year, second semester. Because I remember. I was in Ottawa, like, all my summers, so, like, we got to talk occasionally, and, like, I would, like, see you on OC Transpo, which is our bus system, like, every off, like, once a month or, like, once every two months, if it just happens that we're going home at the same time. So, okay, what is this? Because I don't know that much about it, like, AK nothing at all, basically, except memes from one of our really good friends, but, um, (laughs) yes, okay, what is this? And, okay, so, school, research, this is the club, right? Yeah. Okay, so, so walk me through it. So basically, how it started is mm-hmm. like I'm not saying that I'm different from all pre meds. Like I don't do anything for my resume. Like, <laughs> like obviously, like you, there's that drive because I, I was a pre med mm. that I had to do things um, to put on my resume. Mm-hmm. So like naturally, I was like, what what could I do like in terms of volunteering or ECs mm-hmm. um, to like help the community out, right? So like. It's not all bad, like because your like pre-meds are expected to do this, like there is stuff getting done in the community that's like there's good coming out of it, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, what like what skill set do I have that I could that I could use to like do something good for my community? So I was just thinking and like one day I was like, okay, like something super obvious, like not creative at all, is that like I have knowledge, right? So I can tweet. Like, like, so the the unique thing was my. I was like, hmm, how can I use that like tutoring ability to actually like raise money, for example? Right. So I'm like, okay, like, um, I could tutor for money and I could like donate that. But then mm-hmm. I was like, wait, but like, I already I have a lot of pre med friends too, right? And I'm sure they're looking for something. To put on their resume so like, <laughs> i was like i was like what if we all got like a big group of just like university students like mm-hmm. who 
who like either like who just want to like do something like that um so we all like i got a bunch of like tutors like i had like over 30 tutors in the organization Damn, what, dude. I, what i did was like uh-huh. i i went to like a bunch of different high schools in ottawa and i was like i went to guidance and i was like okay so we ha- we have like a tutoring service and what we do is we charge super low rates like i'd, I'd say like how much how much would you say a normal tutor costs like 30 I charge, I charge i charge 25 which is I think pretty low. <laughs> After talking, that's, to that's low though, right? Like I think that's low think now. <laughs> normal, normal tutors cost like upwards of thirty, like maybe in fifty dollars an hour, right? Yeah, like yeah. that's like a normal, like what you'd expect if you're like trying to get tutoring for your kid. And so I was like, let's charge a super low rate, um, so that like it's accessible for students who maybe have like low socioeconomic status, but mm-hmm. actually, but like need the help, right? But at the same time, we're still generating funds that we can donate to a cause that we want to. So it's kind of like two birds with one stone, right? Mm-hmm. So like on one hand, we're helping students of so- low socioeconomic status get like quality tutoring from like actual like university students, right? It's mm-hmm. not like some high school peer tutoring service where it's just like someone wants volunteer hours. So they're like, yeah, I guess I'll sign up for peer tutoring. Like this is like a university student who's been through all all those courses and like mm-hmm. understands things at a higher level right mm-hmm. um and so on top of that um we partnered with the local food cupboard and we were able to raise like thousands every year to like bring food for like disadvantaged families and mm-hmm. i think like that's something i was super proud of like yeah i started an organization because of med you could say but at the same time like is that a problem i made a real difference in my community and it's something that's still going and will be passed down to other like, future pre-meds down the line. Like, and I'm still in like, like, I'm still like overlooking everything and still running things from like where I am. Damn, I did not know that. Like, did you just walk into guidance offices and, and we're like, yo, I have 30 tutors. So, uh, I, I didn't say how many tutors I had. I would say like, so like, I know you have a peer tutoring service. Yeah. I don't want like I don't want to step on anybody's toes, mm-hmm. but like I do have a tutoring organization, and we are alumni. Um, so I, I would like if people come in asking for tutoring services, right? Um, I ask that you like give them our contact information just to like mm-hmm. look over, because like another thing was like I I developed like I like made sure like it was quality control managed, right? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't just like hire anybody off the street like they had to like if they're tutoring physics for example like i would make sure that i'd say like okay like how comfortable are you to tutor physics like did you take university physics and like mm-hmm. did you do well in it like um what grade did you get in that so like our our university tutors got at least an a in that university course for them mm-hmm. to teach the high school subject so like you're getting someone who knew their stuff right mm-hmm. So like oh, I feel that okay. when you get some somebody with the expertise, mm-hmm. you're only paying fifteen dollars an hour. Um, fifteen? Like, yeah, one five. Like Damn. so, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like we we catered to like people who wouldn't normally be able to afford high quality tutoring, right. but also we were generating funds to like donate to humanitarian causes. Oh, uh, and how'd you recruit these people? Like 
You said you didn't just get them off the streets. So like, <laughs> yeah. So, like, first, I had like my group, core group of like executives that like I just knew from the program, right? Uh-huh. Um. So then, like, through friends of friends, you get more people. Like, they're like, oh, I think I know this guy. He's pretty smart. So I'm like, we'd like do like a quick meetup, like, mm-hmm. see if he's like the type of candidate we're looking for. If you ch- if everything checks out, then like, yeah, we're good to go. So how it would work was, like. We'd get an email asking, like, okay, my son wants tutoring in grade 10 math. Um, and so, like, we'd have, like, a forum with, like, where where they'd prefer to meet, like, a public place or their house. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, preferred times. Like, and then we'd look in our tutor database and, like, contact people who, are, who live in that area and be like, yo, like, are you down for this time slot? Like, so the good thing is, like, it shows you like a lot of people are willing to do this sort of thing. Like all the tutors were volunteered. They're not getting any mm-hmm. of the money. Right? Mm-hmm. So it does take a lot of people, but it like, I think it made a big impact on the community. Oh, damn. See, I'm proud because like I was legit. I remember starting clubs in like high school and then you would just meme around in them. Like, and they also made some <laughs> impact. I remember being really proud of some of them of like, wow, this actually did stuff. But I remember, like, you sitting in, like, the computer labs and looking at memes and scrolling through. Hey, I I didn't even use the computers. I was just eating my lunch, okay? (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. This is actually pretty fun. There's, like, a parallel between, I guess, you and, like, first and second year. I mean, me in, like, high school and trying to, like, do nonprofits or, like, start clubs. Also for the resume, but also to make impact. Because I was like, my, my mindset was very similar to you. I was like, okay, I want to try to get into Berkeley. Um, I need to stack my resume. I'm behind. So let's do that right now, <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> but why not make impact while you're doing it? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, like, when people, if people are to hear like, Oh, you only started this because you want to get into like mm-hmm. X program, like, like okay, but w- did I make an impact? Yes. So like, <laughs> I don't. It's also it's it's kind of like a parallel to high school students having to have volunteer hours, right? Mm-hmm. Like when when a high school student contacts you and is like, "Yo, I'm interested in volunteering for this program," like mm-hmm. they're doing it for the volunteer hours, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not just 100%. Like, but at the same time, like because that system is set in place, like things are getting done around the community. So uh-huh. I think like there are pros and cons, right? Like having a program be super competitive to the point where someone has to think that they have to do all these things is kind of like toxic to mental health in a way. But at the same time, like if someone's able to um, manage their like their mental health properly, mm. manage their time well then like you're getting things done in the community so like pros and cons to everything right hey thank you so much for listening to that episode of the nobody yet podcast that was just part one of my conversations with Nichin, aspiring doctor stay in touch for part two coming out next week you can find us on instagram we are nobody yet youtube to see visuals for this episode we are nobody yet um, and you could find us on almost any podcast platform. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, whatever, whatever podcast platform you think of, we're probably there. 
Of course, new episodes release every Monday. And with that said, part two released next week. I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.